Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Fitz. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Maddie, did you know that at Valley Metro, we give out money to small businesses? Yes, we have, with the city of Phoenix, done this amazing pilot program over the past year called the Small Business Financial Assistance Program, SBFAP, one of the longest acronyms we have here at Valley Metro, which is a pretty distinguished title. But anyway, in the past year that the program has been in existence, we have given 59 businesses a total of $340,000. So those are grant funds that businesses can apply for depending on their size, how they've been impacted by construction, for either of our light rail projects in the city of Phoenix. Maddie, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And actually, the good news is we just found out that the Phoenix City Council approved the program to continue through the life of both projects. So this was a one-year program. It was a pilot that proved so successful. They want to extend it. And we get to help businesses for a few more years in this way. Yeah, we're getting to help businesses along South Central and Northwest Phase 2 with this extension. So that's a huge deal. While we also help small businesses along light rail construction, there's someone in our agency who knows a little more about helping small businesses with the construction contracts. And for that, we're going to go to the expert. My name is Gary Flanoy. I've been with Valley Metro technically for 20 years. And my title is Small Business Outreach Administrator. Gary, 20 years. That is a long time. Take us through what your job is at Valley Metro. Well, as a small business outreach administrator, I deal in the world of DBE, Disadvantaged Business Enterprise, as well as SBE, Small Business Enterprise. And my goal is to marry small business and DBE businesses with primes when the opportunity presents itself. Okay, so I think our audience, and actually, frankly, I also need a little uh, explainer in what a prime is. When we're uh, building the light rail, whether it's consultant contracts or construction contracts, the larger companies are considered the prime companies. For example, if we look at South Central light rail construction, Keywood would be the prime and then there's a lot of subs under Kiwit that may be a small business or a disadvantaged business. So your job is to try to reach out to those SBEs and DBEs and see what kind of contracts we have open that they might be able to fulfill. Right. And engage the prime or the large companies and encourage them to share the pie. The primes get awarded large contracts and is paid for by taxpayer dollars. And we certainly want to encourage them to share the pie with the small, local, and disadvantaged businesses as well. So Gary, that's what your role is now at Valley Metro, but you've been here for a long time. So can you walk us through some of your other roles and maybe how your role has changed and evolved? I've actually been in transit space for 31 years. So when I came into the transit space, it was in 1991. And I started doing some customer service, which didn't last long because I was thinking of a different type of customer service. So it didn't work for me. 
And then I got into the marketing department. And when I say for 31 years, I initially started with Phoenix Transit System, which is the main provider or uh, contractor to the city of Phoenix. So we did the bus book, the bus card plus, which is now the platinum card. The marketing was all done in our arena. So I was technically Phoenix Transit System employee, but I've always represented the region. And so that's where I started. And then when we started to look to build light rail, the city of Phoenix came to me and asked me to do some outreach effort, rally the community, educate the community. So I've been doing that since about 98, where we were establishing Transit 2000. If you look at the history of Valley Metro, Transit 2000 was the name of the committee that we put together. And we work with them to educate the community, the public, the business community, and then pursue light rail. In 2000, we were able to pass Transit 2000. Wow. So it sounds like you have quite a history working in and around the Phoenix area. And of course, before Valley Metro was Valley Metro as we know it today. But kind of going back to reaching out to those small businesses and how we mesh them in with our major contract holders. Why is it important that Valley Metro works with small businesses on some of these major projects? I think the small businesses is the core of the city. The small businesses, most of them are local taxpayer. The small businesses support light rail or transportation tax. So I think we should be reciprocal whenever possible. So they're in business to do business uh, with any agency organization they can. And so you won't find a small business that could provide a, a train for you or a bus or, you know, a lot of the big equipment, but they can do a lot of services and support and provide some various components to some of the larger businesses. So I, I think it's a good practice. And matter of fact, I wish we could do better in that capacity, but based on some of the legislative laws, there's no requirement. If you look at some systems around the nation, they have requirements where they have hardcore goals where they must meet, like, say, a 10% goal for a smaller DBE business. We're in a race and gender neutral environment, so therefore we don't have any hardcore goals, even though the federal contract says that anytime a dollar is put into a particular contract, that we need to try to engage the uh, small DBE community. Gary, speaking of helping out the DBE community, I got to go to your event in December, but can you walk us through what that was like and kind of the results from this event that you held? Yes. So that particular event was titled Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. The goal there was to provide a platform to bring everybody together. We used to do quite a bit face-to-face -face events like that, but due to COVID, we hadn't done any, and most of the events and activity has been virtual. So I wanted to pursue a face-to-face -face activity, and I reached out to quite a few prime companies in professional services, as well as construction. And then I reached out to a lot of community partners, being AMCA, which is Arizona Minority Contractors Association, 
the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the Black Chamber of Commerce, and a few other groups to help invite their members to come out and get to know the actual uh, contractors. Some of the challenges to get work with the Prime is getting to know the Prime. So if you never met a Prime, it's hard to make a cold call. But once you are able to meet someone, then it's easier to make a follow-up call. And so I think it became beneficial for a lot of small businesses as well as primes. Primes, most of them have contract goals where they actually try to meet a certain percentage or a certain goal. And so this gave them an opportunity to outreach as well. So they can kind of check that off their box as one of their outreach events. So I think it was a you know very successful event considering the timing, December the 15th. I would never advise doing a meeting or event in December, but based on the way everything worked out, we went on and moved forward with it. And I think it was pretty successful and look forward to doing more events when the opportunity uh, presents. That's great. I'm glad to hear that was so successful. And that actually makes me wonder... You know, this is a great example of the kind of outreach that you do to local businesses. But as our agency is continuing to grow and as our system is continuing to grow, we have a couple light rail projects under construction now and we have some others in the planning stages. How do you see your outreach to local businesses changing along with our growing system? Obviously, the more contracts, the more extension, the more opportunities we have, the more beneficial or more attractive Valley Metro comes to the small business community. I was probably the original employee on the light rail. Wolf Grote and myself were like the only uh, agency folks. So I remember the first contract that we had on light rail, and it was called B48. And I was building a bridge at 48th Street where now the OMC is located. So that was our, you know, one of our first construction contracts. And then my job was to work with the community from 26th Street to the Tempe Town Lake, which was considered line section four. So it was the first one that went into construction. So I worked with those local businesses to help them weather the storm to get through the light rail construction. So again, as we build more opportunities, we become more attractive to the small business and and DBE community. Gary, that's amazing. You have so much history. I remember when I was looking through the Railversary pictures, and then I saw you in all of these light rail pictures. But to know that you have even more history and more background with light rail, it's so exciting. Yes, it's been a great opportunity to learn and educate in the Valley. I remember when we were pursuing the referendum to support light rail, you know, I was the main guy doing all the uh, community outreach meetings, Northwest Valley, East Valley, Northeast Valley, uh, South Central and Central held a lot of meetings on a weekly basis, attended every event possible. So I I remember those uh, good old days of trying to educate folks about light rail. Well, Gary, maybe you shouldn't have told us that because we oversee a lot of the community outreach and public meetings and things like that, and we're always looking for volunteers. (laughs) And now we know that you have so much experience, you're going to be first on our list. So, (laughs) Well, thanks for the warning. (laughs) Is there anything you want to say about working for the agency for so long, what it's been culture-wise, 
part of the the success of uh, building a light rail is getting to know your community, getting your community to trust in you. I often think about when we first started building light rail and I was working with the business on like 34th Street in Washington. That whole community, every time I would go to a business, they would ask me, have I met Bill? I had no clue who Bill was, but Bill was one of those community people the community had a lot of respect for, and he also had a lot to say. And so I remember being at a business, talking to the guy, educating him about light rail, and the guy kept stalling and said, hey, hold on a minute, and he would go to the phone and make a call. And I'm like, why is this guy asking me the same questions over and over again? And then all of a sudden, this couple comes in. And so I stepped back away from the counter, you know, so he could handle his business. But the couple that came in, they stood right beside me. And he was a small guy, so he was looking up to me. But he was literally in my grill. (laughs) And I just turned to him and I said, you must be Bill. And he said, matter of fact, I am. And he was a, uh, a unique guy. Matter of fact, I go visit this guy today. He still has a business over there. I told him, I said, listen, when you came in there, I mean, he literally looked like the Unabomber. I mean, that was his image, right? And he played the part because in that quick introduction, he told me, he said, if you come around here, I'll be throwing more than just darts. And he lifted up his pants leg and he had a revolver. And I walked out of that meeting scratching my head. I said, did I just get threatened? And I said, well, I'm not going to overreact. So I called the guy the next week and met with him. So he was anti-light rail, anti-city and maybe anti-government. But I went and met with him. And I told him, I said, Bill, I know you don't really care for light rail. You don't think it's going to be effective and it's a waste of money and what have you. And I said, you know, that's your opinion. I said, but my job is to make sure you know everything you need to know about light rail and the impacts of construction and what have you. So I was able to build a relationship with this guy. And now I can stop by his business and we can reminisce about all of that. And we have a a, a great relationship and it evolved and built over trust. You know, it it would get so bad that when I would go by his business, all his employees would be upset because he would literally cuss me out (laughs) in front of everybody. And so just ruin his whole staff a day. And then one day I went in there and I had our company vehicle and I pulled up. And he yelled at me and said, pull over here. And so I pulled over there. He got the hose out and put air in my tire. And all his employees' mouth dropped like, what the? And so um, I was able to build a a good relationship with the guy. And again, I'm a big fan of his now. And he's still doing good work. And everybody still respect him in the community. But that was probably... One of my favorite accomplishments, if you will, working with the uh, community because, again, you work with all kinds throughout the uh, light rail and they have a lot of fear and a lot of concern, you know, about the impacts. And, you know, our job 
was to reassure them that we're going to do everything to lessen the impact. And uh, I was able uh, to do that. Wow. That's an amazing story. Also just goes to show you sometimes persistence pays off. (laughs) Absolutely. That's just one of many, 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 many community stories that I have. And, you know, I was just proud to be able to work with the community to help them understand the impacts of light rail, the benefits of light rail, and that Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the nation and and light rail can help to absorb some of that growth and get people from A to B and enhance lives and make those connections that as we say and I look forward to the South Central extension you know where people can connect to life you know great opportunities for them so you know I was uh, proud to work with the South Central a little bit to help navigate some of those waters and I think at the end of the day they're going to appreciate it but obviously you got to get through the construction and the growing pains and after that it becomes history. Well Maddie 20 years at Valley Metro, 31 in the transit industry. Gary Flanoy has really seen it all. He really has. I am sure that if we had all day long and kept the tape rolling, we could have had some even more interesting stories from him. But I'm happy that we got to hear so much about his career, all the things he's experienced. And also it really made me think about the ways that transit touches so many lives, even beyond just our riders who use the system each day. Maddie, Gary said something that stuck with me, and he said, part of the success of building light rail is getting to know your community. That's so impactful because it's true. We come into these places and we know that the end result is going to be this amazing product of transportation and moving people and getting them to new places and new experiences. But there is that time frame of growing pains and the construction. And yes, you're getting new sidewalks and new lighting and all of these amazing things. But that comes with a little bit of painstak beforehand. So really building those community relationships is huge and vital. And it's amazing to see that Gary's kept in touch with so many of the people that he's worked with on these projects all along. It really is impressive. And I think it's kind of a nice glimmer of hope, especially for you know those of us that are working with the public every day. And maybe you have those days where things are rough. You have a challenging stakeholder. You're really just in the grind of it all knowing that maybe a few years down the road, you could see that person and have a really great relationship and look back on this time and laugh a little bit. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of an optimistic perspective on your day-to-day work. Oh, definitely. I would say I've even seen that through social. Sometimes people come and complain and they have all these things to say on social. And then talking to them a little bit, tweeting back and forth. And by the end of it, we found a happy rider or someone who's ready to ride. So I think By creating those relationships, only positive things will hopefully come. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Ears. And thanks to our guest, Gary Flanoy, who had a lot of wonderful stories to tell. If you have an idea about something you think would be interesting or a person you'd love to hear interviewed on our podcast, send us an email to podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Brittany. I'm Madeline. Thanks for writing with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Storylines is produced by Peter Corkery, Alex Sotsos, and Dane Riles. Taylor Dunn is the executive producer. 
I'm Madeline Phipps with Brittany Hoffman. Thanks for listening.